Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, we found him. Tommy Dreamer is with me, and we get into Sunday's Royal Rumble. Also, we get into potential surprises And, of course, that has a heated debate between Tommy and I about the possibility of Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania 36. Also, we get into AEW with Chief Brandy Officer Brandy Rhodes talking about AEW coming to New Jersey and also the Jericho Cruise. And we talk to Nick Aldis, your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the National Treasure. All that right now. On the Busted Open Podcast. We're getting you ready for the Royal Rumble. And this is kind of the time. It's Friday. We're two days away from the Rumble. So it's kind of like prediction time. We got SmackDown tonight. Some things can change. They could tell us, hey, at least maybe another five women who are going to be in this Rumble for that part. Mm -hmm. Uh, My question I would say to you, and then maybe we'll hit out the nation, who, what matchup do you think you would want to see for WrestleMania for who to win the Royal Rumble? It's a, it's a great question because I totally agree with what you said before. Since you have Brock Lesnar as that first entrant, this can only go two ways. One, where Brock runs the table, and then you're going to see uh, Bray Wyatt go up against Brock, which I don't think is a match anybody really wants to see. And then I don't know if that could happen, especially with the whole Fox being, you know, giving them a whole lot of money. Yeah, I think you probably do need the one champion representing Raw and one champion representing SmackDown. And Brock had left Fox already to go to Raw, remember that? Yeah, so, I mean, unless they have something planned where they both shows want Brock, who knows? Um, But I think it would take away a lot of the programming if they did do that. But I think most likely whoever wins this year's Royal Rumble is going to go after Brock Lesnar. And that WWE championship. So, that being said, I think it's either going to be somebody who is returning. That's a possibility. But I would like to see one of two people. And that's Aleister Black or Drew McIntyre. Ooh, I like it. And who would you like to see as a surprise? I, You know, with all the scuttlebutt, I would love to see Edge. Is there Edge scuttlebutt still? There's still some Edge scuttlebutt. Okay. Uh, you are talking to me, Tommy, and we are getting close to WrestleMania. Don't do it. Put it down. Oh, he's doing it. The handcuff, my friend. I don't know which I hate more, your stupid fat head or your handcuff. You love my fat head, and you enjoy the handcuff. And let me tell you why. Because I would love to see this lead to the matchup that we have never seen and always wanted to. The Fiend and- versus Undertaker. I just blew your mind. <laughs> uh, I think we saw that at uh, WrestleMania. Though it wasn't The Fiend, we did see Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker right. at WrestleMania 31. And maybe that'll <laughs> set that up. But I think everybody wants to see The Undertaker and Sting. Now, Undertaker and Sting being surprise entrance to the Royal Rumble, setting up a match at WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker, as we all know, that interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the network, he said he's near the end of the road, but he's not quite there yet. Pretty good last match for The Undertaker. And Sting, 
Obviously, we saw in that documentary that you really enjoyed on the WWE Network. He still wants that one more match. So why not give it to Sting to validate his career as an icon and a Hall of Famer, Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania 36? Not bad. Um, I think that's more. Not of a, bad. I think it's more of a great. Saudi match. Oh, or no. hey, let me hey, calm down. Calm down. You know what? <laughs> or I would like to say that would be a hell of a match to fill a stadium at <laughs> Minute Maid Park. Dave just left, so now we had the. He just walked out on the oh, show. Just, get to go. just leave. No, but just go. No, really quick. Really quick, before we get to the busted open nation, and before Alex has an aneurysm, I think the and Saudi Arabia some- audience would appreciate that more than the audience here in the United States. It's WrestleMania time. I get it. However, I also feel that would have been a great match for something like this, the Royal Rumble, to fill out a stadium. Think about this card. If they would have did Andrade with Zelina Vega and Rey Mysterio in a ladder match, Undertaker versus Sting. And the two Royal Rumbles. That will sell you one hell of a stadium for a Royal Rumble. For a WrestleMania, we expect a lot more. Sting and The Undertaker. Last match ever for both Sting and Undertaker at WrestleMania 36. You're going to, for all this anticipation, decades and decades of people wanting this to be the ultimate fantasy matchup, and you're going to put it in a desert? Is this the first time he ever walked out on the show ever? This that might have been the first time I walked out. I mean, on I'm the talking show back ever. to like the Doug Mortman years. The, and even going you just back walked to off. Doug you Bo- took off your headset and walked off. On me of all people. And you're for your closest ally. I love you. Sam Roberts was sitting in the same seat that you're sitting in two days ago. Yeah. And he said the exact same thing. That would be great for the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi. I thought. It was the shittiest thing I've ever heard on this show. And then Tommy Yu, the icon of icons, the landlord of the house of hardcore, the innovator of violence, the guy who eats coffee beans out of an ashtray just repeated the same thing that a WWE shill said (laughs) two days ago. Listen, I just... I don't think I'm going to start drinking on the show. I don't think the fans want to see that matchup at a WrestleMania this uh, anymore. It's past its prime. It really is. Does the Undertaker have one last match in him? Yes. Do, do you think that Sting, with his Hall of Fame career, and a man that when he tries to go to bed at night, he has trouble falling asleep because he knows he didn't have that one match that he deserves because it didn't happen at Starcade with Hogan, it didn't happen with Triple H at WrestleMania 31, that he wants to have that one match that everyone wants to see. He wants to have the one match that validates his career. He doesn't want to end with that match against Seth Rollins where he got injured. He wants that one validated match. Do you think that Sting deserves that one last match? Deserves, yes. Okay, so you're not going to do it with those two icons together in a, you know what, last time ever career-ending match for both of the greatest characters and icons in this business. And you're going to put it at the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi on a random 3 o'clock afternoon on the WWE Network. I That or a stadium show like we have coming up, the Royal Rumble. Uh, don't you think my card that I just booked literally in 30 seconds is way better than the card that is booked today? Sting in the uh, versus The Undertaker. Two Royal Rumble matches, men and women, and Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in a ladder match. Tommy. Don't you think that's better? Yes, but Tommy, okay. it's not happening. Do you think that the Royal you Rumble can't Sunday, have a Royal Sting Rumble? and Undertaker are not booked for Sunday. It's not well, happening they might at the be. Royal Rumble. It's a, the, I don't think that match is good for, for WrestleMania. Uh, no, I do not. If the streak never went away, absolutely. Absolutely that match should have happened. Oh, my God. I, I, thinking about it gives me chills. The gong, here comes The Undertaker, last time ever. And then Sting with the makeup and icon Sting. Did you see Eli Manning's last game? I'm asking you a question. I did. (laughs) Did you see Tom Brady's last game in the playoffs this year? Yes. Do you like to see aging quarterbacks? No. Okay. Would you like to see two men who are 
aging, and this has nothing to do with like their what they did in the past because, you know, what Tom Brady has done for football, The Undertaker has done for the WWE. I am the biggest Undertaker fan. I wanted to be Sting as when, when I started coming up. I want to be everything like those guys. I am an older wrestler who's 48 years old. I need a younger wrestler to still make me look like I'm Tommy Dreamer sometimes. I just wrestled Ace Austin in Mexico City for 20 minutes where I was sucking wind because the elevation was so high and I needed ladders, chairs. I did Tommy Dreamer. It was like a best of Tommy Dreamer because I needed that. I can't hang with... uh, a Ace Austin in a regular wrestling match at times, especially Mexico City, or with all the injuries I've occurred, or, you know, these guys have had surgery. Sting has, you know, he could have, when that happened to him, he almost, he said, I have this thing where I could, hey, I take a bad bump, I'm not going to walk ever again. You know, when I have to swallow, I have to turn my head so the food goes down now. I'm worried to go to a doctor because I don't want the thing that happened to William Regal where he said his windpipe was closing. These are older wrestlers. I'm 48. They're in their, both in their mid-50s. And you want to see them go out like that. Did you think Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker was all that great? I didn't think it was bad. Did you think it was all that great? Because you're going to have such high expectations versus Sting and The Undertaker where they will be appreciated for their hard work in Saudi Arabia more than the fans sitting at a, at a, at a WrestleMania. Or then forget about social media where respect just gets thrown out the window. I'm talking about that. I think that The Undertaker <laughs> and Sting... He looks like a dejected I am, but I, I, Can I say something? And you're I'm, talking about people that I seriously I'm I about love. To cry. I'm about to cry. All right. I'm about to cry. Because what you're saying is so true. And it's heartbreaking. But The Undertaker wants another go at it. And Sting wants another go at it. I'm not asking for a 25, 30-minute Matt Classic here. I, just I understand Just a, a, a five-minute Greatest Hits and but Out. then they're just... I don't know if it'll be five minutes Greatest Hits and Out. Because then it's WrestleMania. The entrance alone, dude, is fabulous. The entrance for both guys. But I just don't think... WrestleMania is the show of shows. You know, do you think anybody uh, today would have wanted to see maybe... Maybe this top matchup of of Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, two quarterbacks that are in their 40s, or they would love the story of it, but not all in real life or or in wrestling. What was the last greatest? Sean versus uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair versus Undertaker. I'm talking about, you know, when we saw... uh, Triple H, his performance at Saudi Arabia when he tore his uh, bicep or his pec. Yeah. That match was, it was DX versus Kane the Undertaker. The live crowd was loving it. But when you're watching, you're like, oh, these guys are getting on in years. If it would have been, uh, you know what I would love to see today? DX. We can't because Billy Gunn's not there. But DX versus maybe... Uh, uh, what's his name in NXT? Adam Cole, baby. He's oh, yeah, good. Disputed Era. That type of stuff, that mixture, or just a face-off. You have to understand there are some limitations that wrestlers you know, I get physically it. get. I get it. I think that you know, Mark saw Sting. Mark Henry was saying how he saw Sting, and he said he was in amazing condition. We saw The Undertaker with Stone Cold. He looks like he's in great physical shape. One last Physical ride. shape One... is different than being in ring, I get in ring shape. I get it. And listen, if they can't do it, then I don't want to. Seth, Listen, Seth Rollins versus Sting, great. Seth Rollins versus Undertaker, great. Undertaker versus Fiend, great. Undertaker and Sting versus two guys. Yeah. I would love to, again, not WrestleMania. I would love to see if, if friggin' uh, Seth Rollins' group, if that continues, you get all these... The older veterans, if he says, this is my show, this will always be my show, disrespects the veterans, here comes Undertaker, here comes Sting, here comes Triple H, here comes Kane. We have all these guys lined up. You get this one, oh my God, it's the old guard versus the new guard. And then you could break that off into a Sting versus an Undertaker with a miscommunication, Sting punches Undertaker, or something, something. That would be great. 
Well, there is a con- contribution for for older wrestlers. I see it in Impact Wrestling. I also see it in the demographics for for ratings. But do you think? And I love the guy, and he looks in great shape. He physically can't. Ken Shamrock. He can't lift his arms past his shoulders because of years of wrestling. Do you? Don't you think there's a reason why we had him with Mu- Moose? Don't you think we have him in? Wrestling Sammy Callahan or Madman Fulton. Would anyone want to see Tommy Dreamer versus Ken Shamrock? I would. (sighs) Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Let's go out to Brandy Rhodes, Chief Brandy Officer with AEW. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing pretty good after hearing that. That was a lovely serenade. I, I honestly, I, I'm so disoriented from travel and everything this week that I heard that song playing and I was going, where do I know that song from? And <laughs> I realized it's my song. That should be, uh, <laughs> you got to tell Tony Khan, you got to do a remake. You could put Cody in there too with his name. Oh man, that'd be fabulous. Just walk into the <laughs> ring to that. That's That's some powerful music right there. I don't know if hey, people, it could be we could have something with that. I don't know if people when they hear that song, Tommy, they say, "Wow, that's powerful music." Really? Yeah, well, it all just, depends it, on who does it. <laughs> a la Terry okay, Funk coming out. Hundred percent. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's Looking Glass. She guys. has a swagger right. and oh, confidence good. coming to that room. Oh, I don't. I didn't hear anything you just said, Tommy, because okay. Brandy threw out the Looking Glass. One hit wonder, Looking Glass. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, speaking of amazing, Tommy, a lot of amazing things happening with AEW. They're going to be coming to the tri-state area, the Prudential Center in Newark, uh, which is like the hottest ticket in town in New Jersey right now. And then, Brandy, I know you were just a keynote speaker at the National Association of Television Program Executives Conference. So a lot going on with you, even outside of what's going on on TV every single Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's a busy time but it's a really good time I'm, I'm excited for everything that's coming up uh like you said i just had a great time at natty uh this past week that was our first keynote as a company as aew <laughs> so it was a big responsibility but we, we got it done and uh it was really well received so i'm really happy and and looking forward to hopefully giving some more keynotes coming up and I believe the tickets for the Prudential Center uh, go on sale today. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty much just, just firing people up. Hopefully, you know, everybody that's listening is getting ready, standing by their computers, getting ready to find out, you know, what section they're going to end up in, what seats they're going to end up in. That's always the fun part. And, you know, Dave, Dave and I are talking about the Royal Rumble and how there's not a big f- feel to it but AEW events and AEW coming to Newark there is a big I live in the town there is a big buzz about AEW finally coming uh, up here north and and that's to all the hard work of the men and women in AEW and plus the excitement that an AEW event especially with television generates and man it's going to be you know they're going to sell out I know it yeah, and I know for myself, because I, obviously everyone who listens to this show knows I'm from Jersey, everyone's talking about them coming to New Jersey, because this is like the first like really East Coast hit this close to New York City, and I'm glad that it's in Jersey, and I'm glad it's in an arena like the Prudential Center, because we had Cody on last week, and he main-evented the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view there. Uh, so I think it's, there's a, even though it's only been open for a short time, it's known for wrestling there's a little bit of a history there so i'm sure brandy you're excited about coming to jersey oh yeah the presidential center is great um it's, a, it's a, just a great venue and it's a great location um you know like you said we, we haven't made it up that way yet so being able to make that the first impact that we make is is just really really cool especially i mean I, I'm, I'm no stranger to the prudential center uh been there many times and it, it's it's always a good feeling when you get to go to one of these buildings that you've been to before in a completely different capacity. Mm. Um, now with AEW, it's just like we walk into some of these arenas and it's just like, I remember that that's where we used to do this. And this was where, you know, I did this and this is where I would go to cry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, just, it's really cool to kind of be coming full circle uh, 
to, to some of these awesome venues. And there is no crying in AEW because... Uh, no ta- crying in AEW. Talent no has lie. been given the platform <laughs> to shine and pretty much with no limits. And that's what uh, I think the fans love the most about it. And it's it signifies with, you know, the ratings as well as now even the bigger news that, hey, this is going to be here for a while. Can you tell us about... I guess the the behind the scenes when that announcement happened of the you know what was going on when all that stuff uh, was going on when they said hey we're re-signing you very very early yeah. to a four year deal. Um, it actually happened so quickly. Uh, usually negotiations take quite some time, and you know we'll we'll hear some buzz buzzings about different things being discussed, and then you know we revisit a few weeks later. But honestly, it was like one day we were hearing hey this is being discussed, um, you know, keep on your toes. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I work with the PR team closely. So we got to go to, to put together a press release like the next day. And I was like, Oh wow, this actually has already happened. This is amazing. So yeah, it was really just exciting and kind of fun to not know all of the details up front because we got to celebrate it with, um, with the athletes, you know, usually the executive team knows everything ahead of time, but we kind of all were finding this out all at the same time. So it was just really a cool celebratory moment for everybody. Uh, Brandy, just uh, for your background, um, because I I remember, I don't remember it. I know you went, I graduated uh, in international business and a minor in law. Um, What were your college background again? Uh, So communications and broadcast journalism. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very qualified to speak to you like this as, as an expert. <laughs> no, but what I'm telling what I, here, here's the beauty of you. And I don't know if you appreciate it uh, as much as I do, because, you know, for me being part of ECW, you come under fire learning so many different aspects of the business. And, you know, from WWE, you come in developmental. It's like, hey, I want to be a wrestler. And then it's like, well, you're going to be an announcer. You're going to be, uh, you know, whatever it is. And then AEW, you wear, and JR was the one, wearing so many different hats mm-hmm. in the wrestling business makes you so valuable. And, you know, besides the, and I love the, the, the chief brandy officer that's truly what you are because any task and a lot of you know the guys and girls in impact anything that's given to them hey go out there wrestle hey go out there but you can do not a lot of people can do that but you can and that's you know kudos to you especially at the young age that you are in oh we're still calling me young you are that's awesome Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I, I'm, I'm actually really grateful that I've, I've had as many experiences as I have in wrestling because I really do feel like I'm prepared for anything. Um, you know, I, I had to wrestle the other week. I did not want to wrestle. I think that was pretty clear in that I made Mel do the entire match. But <laughs> um, it, it, it's something that if, if you have to do it, I, I, can, I can get us there, guys. Um, if, if Justin gets sick one day, uh, I can announce the show. I it's, it's like the back of my hand. I remember, you know, how to do all of that. And um, thankfully, I, I'm co- still confident and comfortable <laughs> to be able to, to fill some of these roles when I need to. And it's really nice to have a lot of um, people like that, like you said, on the team who, who've done multiple different things because it's just so well loyal. You really don't have to have these huge panic moments when you know that there are so many people that are prepared. Um so, I mean, I like to pretend to panic for a little bit just to, just to get everybody flustered. But then, you know, I, I've, I've got it. I can do it. <laughs> you know, Brandy, I know these last couple of years have probably been like a whirlwind. And so much has happened in such a short period of time for where you and Cody were two years ago to where everything is right now. And, and I'm wondering, you know, when you are a keynote speaker at, uh, you know, something like the National Association of Television Program Executives Conference, like, is there a moment like when you're up and you're and you're speaking like, hey, just a couple of years ago, I really didn't know what direction everything was going in. And now, like to be a part of AEW, to see it succeed like it has selling out buildings and doing so well in the ratings and getting that contract extension and now being a keynote speaker. I mean, ha- have you had that moment to kind of like, you know, understand how successful these last year or so has been for you? Oh, man, I mean. So, thankfully, we, we've got video uh, coming of, of the NAPC 
speech so that everybody can kind of hear what we talked about and and what that experience was like if if they want to. But um, one of the things that absolutely is mentioned in the speech, the first thing that I say is that AEW wasn't even a concept a year and a half ago, which is crazy (laughs) to think about where we are now in that there was no such thing as AEW a year and a half ago. It's crazy. Um, And then the other uh, amazing thing is, you know, I I couldn't help but to mention this, but the last time I I used to live in Miami and obviously, you know, I I was a a model there and I I think I remember very fondly my time there, but I also remember that uh, I I lived basically check to check and, and everything was like a major accomplishment that I had to to do there to, to be able to live there and, and, and try to, you know, move up in, in entertainment and thrive. And the last time I walked into the uh, Fountain Blue Hotel, which is one of the most beautiful hotels on Miami Beach, it's just really remarkable. But um, I was a model, and I was at an event like that as a greeter, greeting attendees, telling them, hey, here's your bag, go this way, wow. have a good time. Um, that was le- like less than eight years ago. And now here I am up on a stage being the keynote for, for one of these events, it's just, it was really just surreal and tremendous and just such a testament to just keep working and keep dreaming and you never know where you're going to get. That's awesome. Uh, I just posted something similar to that where you keep on trying. I remember uh, I just posted uh, Rikishi when he was uh, part of the Head Shrinkers. He did a dive onto a wrestler on the floor and they got so mad in gorilla position because he did that such a big move that they canceled the next match. And that next match was my tryout. And I was so dejected and so down and just like, I wanted, like you said, I went, I've, I went outside and I cried and I was like, I'm never going to make it. And then the very next day I had a match. It was good. And then, Oh, WWE offers me a contract here. That's inspiring to anybody male or female that you were just a, a greeter and now you're the one being the keynote speaker. That's I love stories like that. Congratulations. That that is, and I know your family's super proud. But that's that is when you sit back and you. I never got to do it, and I do it now. But when you sit back and you say, "Wow, I accomplished that. I accomplished this." It's like uh, what do they say? Sit back and smell the roses. Yeah. That's something. That's why I, I mean, I, to, I, no, I'm serious. It, it's something to just be like, "Wow, I can't believe that happened," because. Uh, I was just watching television the other day, and I saw Shaq, Charles Barkley, and uh, another guy, and I was like, I've hung out with all three of those guys, and like, I didn't appreciate that I'm hanging out with these guys as opposed to when I should have. And that's something, too, Brandy, and, I, and I'm sure you have, but like, I always try to do that as well when there's a major accomplishment to just take a step back and kind of you know, look around and understand how significant that moment is because if you don't, it goes right by and you just go in to the next series of accomplishments. So if you haven't, I I hope you do that for yourself just to take a step back and understand how successful these last 18 months have been for you. Oh man, I'm thanking my my lucky stars every day uh, that that so many things have just come together the way that they have and uh, so much of it is just timing and, and just being patient, um, but also sticking to your values and your goals because, you know, it, in this day and, and age, it, it's hard to give up a job uh, for anyone, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what, what the challenges are or what, how much they're making or whatever. It's very hard to, to give up work because work is important and work is good um, to just say, you know what, I, I just need more or I'm just, not satisfied. I think I can do better than this. I think I can do more than this. And uh, it's, it's a heck of a leap of faith, especially when, you know, two people in a two person household do it at the same time. I would not recommend that, but <laughs> that's what we did. Um, and, and it can be really scary uh, jumping out on faith like that. But then when you, you keep the faith and you see what happens after, like you said, 18 months, it's, it's incredible. None of this would be happening had that leap of faith never happened. Uh, absolutely. Uh, man, I'm getting chills because I've lived this too. I remember <laughs> uh, you, I always say you can't put a price tag on happiness and you know, you've, you've obviously found it. You've also found it with the man you love and, and you guys are, you know, going at it together, which is awesome. What are, I got two things for you. What are your personal goals for 2020 as well as, is there any women out there 
on the indies or that you would love to see in AEW? Oh man. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start with me. So personally for, for 2020, um, I would love to just keep contouring some of these exceptional partnerships that, that we've come across that have made such huge differences for people like culture city, like dreams come true. Um, I, I know that we have more in store that we're going to be doing with special Olympics. Um, we're probably going to do another activation with them um, when we're at wind trust. Uh, but, but I just want to continue to, to keep our doors open um, and our minds open as far as who we, who we work with and, and how they have an impact on um, our fans. And uh, as far as women go, oh, man, there's so many talents. You know, the greatest thing in the world is, is independent wrestling. There's never a shortage of people. <laughs> there's like every day you, you learn about another one and you're like, wow, where has this person been? They're fantastic. Um, there, there are a lot of fantastic women out there. Um, I, uh, I dare not say any individual name because if I do, uh, they get signed by other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Trust but, me, I lived it. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll wait, but I will say that um, we, we, we definitely have a lot of, like, really great women that we're looking at. And, and one of the great things that we've been able to do as we've been traveling is kind of um, – we, we do like little training sessions a, a lot of times before shows. And sometimes we can invite some of these women to come in and, and train uh, with Dustin and uh, Kia. And um, it's been really cool to do that and just discover a lot of new women. Um, so hopefully we're going to continue to do that as we travel around and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be bringing some new ladies on board sooner than later. And if you want to also talk about history and we'll talk about this weekend with NWA, Power is going on uh, tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight. We have the NXT show. We have the Royal Rumble. Uh, All that and all those people there are all pretty much from the tree of one American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And if you want to talk about the only time, the first time the NWA ever came during their territories and went after WWE or rivaled it was when and the main event was rick flair versus dusty Rhodes when they came to new jersey and aew's come to newark and the american dream keeps on shining and yep. i love that stuff because i love him <laughs> it's true i was there when flair and dusty wrestled at the meadowlands in new jersey he's just sitting back and smiling and super duper proud of uh cody and you and his son i love it i love stuff like that i'm getting very emotional on this show so, this this ended up being one of the emotional episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is when when this show ends, we're not going to have any background music. It's going to be silent credits when this show is over. <laughs> no, we play Midnight Rider. Yeah. Maybe we can do a new thing where I turn into kind of a little bit like Oprah, where I can just be like, you get a ticket and you get a ticket, and then everybody's excited and not crying. Well, Dave LaGreca will be the first to ask for tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I just give him a backstage pass because AEW, when they come to Newark, it's going to sell out. You guys better get on your uh, computer machines there and press that button yes, real quick. Com- yeah, get on your computer machine, as Tommy said. Go to alleliterestling.com for all event information. As Tommy mentioned, AEW Dynamite's going to be in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, tickets go on sale as soon as this show ends, Tommy, at noon Eastern. So go to your computer machine and make sure you get tickets for what's taking place on March 25th, 2020. Brandy, you know, my wife didn't know anything about pro wrestling until she met me. Obviously now uh, it's part of her world because it is my world doing this show five days a week uh, live. Uh, Cody was good enough to come on the show last week, and I don't know if you heard the interview that we did last week with Cody. It was myself and Mark Henry, and Cody's been a little annoyed with me personally. Uh, because... I know. I, I I saw what your name is in, in the phone now. Big heat in the road's house. We're going to have to overcome. But, 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 there, but it's, it's unfounded because, first of all, Listen, just like AEW fans, the Busted Open Nation is very loyal. So when they go to live events, they carry my fathead. And my fathead has been very prominent. Um, actually, Brandy, unlike you, the LaGreca head was on the Jericho cruise. Um, yeah. And that was oh, seen on TV. I feel, like that, I feel like that's a personal dig. Are, are you also one of these people who thinks that my my passport was not stolen? <laughs> Well, no. I uh, listen. I just you know sometimes you need a sometimes you need a break. 
<laughs> do you think she? Listen, do you think oh, she would no. miss a cruise? Of all things, she would miss I, a cruise. Exactly. Exactly. No, I. I actually. It, it was. It's that moment where you you feel like you're on top of the world for a while and you know you're this important person and you're walking around with security and all that cool stuff and then you got to go reapply for a passport that's been stolen (laughs) and then you just realize you know you're just a normal person and you're in line with like 20 (laughs) other people all like on their lunch break trying to make this happen and oh it's just it's just the worst um but new passports on the way should be here in a, in a couple weeks. I did do the expedited thingamaj- doohickey, whatever you call that. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it, it, honestly, I did find it kind of funny that people thought that, that I lied, that I said that, that because I didn't want to go on the tr- cruise. The cruise is cool. It looked really cool. I actually watched the show for the very first time um, from, from a, a hotel room because I'm always there. I've never done that before. So it was, it was really cool to see it. It looked really good, and uh, – I'm I'm kind of jealous, so I will definitely be there next year. No, and, and listen, that's happened to me. I didn't. I I just completely lost my passport, and I couldn't get on the plane. And I was working, and it was oh. it was embarrassing, and it's it's terrible. But but anyway, but Cody said that he was going to ban my fat heads if I didn't watch <laughs> The Mandalorian. Which I wound up doing on Friday after our interview. I watched The Mandalorian. He gave me a timetable. Like, I had to watch it that night, and I watched it. Now, I'm not the biggest Star Wars Wars fan, I do admit. Now, I'm wondering now, Cody is obsessed with Star Wars and the family movies. Is that something that you like as well, or you just pretend to like it because of Cody? Oh, well, you do know what my name on Twitter is, right? It's oh, yeah, Brandalorian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I'm an authentic fan, um, definitely. Uh, I actually was not super into Star Wars and until we started dating. Um, I was always lightly into it, as it seemed, you know, some of the movies. And, and I love movies, so you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find something that I don't want to watch. But then when I found that, you know, Cody had such a huge love for it, I was like, okay, let's do the deeper dive, and now I completely fully understand. So I'm on the same level with him. I'm I'm wild with it. Um, but now I got another thing that I have to ask you, since you were behind on Mandalorian. I'm not. Wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. I am not behind on Picard. Okay, all right. That's what I was gonna say. So <laughs> I am all about better, Picard. Better watch Picard. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're, you're gonna be on time with that one. Like you're gonna you're gonna stay up on it. You're oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Okay, I'm all about it. Okay. <laughs> and with regard to your fat head, I'll tell you. Uh, for Christmas, I got uh, pillows for my daughters in shapes of our dogs, and they sleep with them. And uh, so I think for uh, Pharaoh, maybe they get a, a plush toy of your stupid fat head and he could either go to the bathroom on it or bite it and tear it up. And they could show it like Cody does when he shows the, the video surveillance when they're not home. Cause I love that. And, uh, so maybe that's, that's what we can exactly do with your fat head. Happen. See, and now exactly we're thinking happen. smart, those stupid fat heads. I hate that. Why do you hate my fat head? It's a representation of the show, Tommy. Okay, great. That would be a representation of you. You're jealous. Yes, I'm jealous. Because I don't see anybody with Tommy Dreamer fat heads at any of the shows. Because my head is fat, so is my ass. Now somebody's got to get a Tommy Dreamer fat head, and then then we'll see how you feel about it. You know what it is, is that if you had a a Tommy Dreamer fat head, it would take three people to carry it, for crying out loud. My head is gigantic. (laughs) Man, this went from, like, an emotional show to a very personal show. Like, I got attacked. Tommy's getting attacked. What's happening? I don't know. It's it's. I, I blame you. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on again, Brandy Roach, Chief Brandy Officer. Congratulations on all the success with AEW. And again, for all ticket for information for any AEW Dynamite shows, go to AllEliteWrestling.com. And I'll see everybody in Newark, New Jersey on March 25th. Brandy, thank you so much for the time today. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Everybody, make sure to get those tickets and uh, tweet me what you got. I, I love seeing when people, you know, get the tickets that they want. So, so tweet me what you end up with.
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. And joining us now is the true world heavyweight champion, your NWA champion, the one and only Nick Aldis. Nick, how are you today? If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, <laughs> you better read the sign, respect the law and order, use of hard times. Nice. That's oh, right. Yeah. Hey, there Two seven hard times tonight, boys. I can't wait for tonight, Tommy. Yeah, you psyched? I'm psyched just for the. He should sing Who that intro. We are just. We are right down the road from Cobb County, Georgia. My son can't wait. I can't wait. It's a family affair, boys. Hard times live tonight on Fight TV pay per view. Now, Nick, things have changed with you since uh, the last time we've spoke here on Busted Open. But before all that, there is some breaking news. Breaking it is now reported that Nick Aldis, your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, will be a part of Supercard of Honor with the Ring of Honor in Lakeland, Florida. So there is definitely a lot going on, Nick, between the NWA and ROH. Yes, indeed. Yes, I saw the, they made the announcement public today. Dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making all that happen. And uh, very, very excited to be part of Supercard of Honor. And I am very excited about the main event tonight, you and Flip Gordon. And, man, I mean, we talk about this all the time every time we have you on, about what a great representation you are with the NWA. But also, too, uh, when it comes to you, Nick, just a great representation for pro wrestling. And the NWA seems to be on the tip of every pro wrestling fan's tongue right now in 2020. Yeah, and uh, you know we 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 have been blown away by uh, by the support and by the by the um, just you know the overwhelming positivity towards the product, and I think that you know the the we we obviously you take everything with a grain of salt, good and bad, and and we we try to keep an open mind and we try to stay open to criticism and you know to, to you know constructive or otherwise, but you know ultimately when uh, when when you get endorsements from the likes of edge and the rock and you know the various different sort of real you know legends of our business real luminaries it's uh, you know it, it's encouraging and shows that we're on the right path and you know there's not that many shows out there and not that many characters out there like me who at this point can unite the opinions of some of the most polarizing figures in the business like jim Cornette, vince russo eric bischoff you know they, they they can't agree on what to order for lunch with each other but they can all agree that they like the nwa and they like the national treasure so what does that tell you that you're over brother <laughs> brother <laughs> tonight you're facing uh flip gordon have you ever wrestled flip before uh, yes i have it's uh we ha- we actually we actually had a we had a, we had a real good one in uh, in Nashville in the summer of 2018, right before All In. Um, people who were following the 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 angle at the time would know that Flip uh, was was trying to get booked for All In, and then his his basically his last chance was to was to see if he could beat me for the World Championship. And um, you know, look, I'm I'm the first one to admit that <clears throat> he you know he had a real good showing that night, and uh, he showed me something. But you know, I understand that now he's a different guy than he was then. You know, he was very much a sort of underling to the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes then and was kind of a kind of a, an apprentice, if you will. And now he's the mercenary. And now he's, you know, he's found himself. He's got more of an edge, you know. He's been in the gym. He's b- built up his body. And he's, he's definitely got more of an aggressive attitude about about his approach to the ring. So, you know, that, that there's, there's a lot of new variables tonight. We're, we're two different people. And, of course, you know, at that point, I was – still the national treasure and the real world champion but now i'm the greatest nwa world champion of the modern era you know so we've both really really progressed since 2018 and this one's going to be a bomb burner i think it, uh i mean potential yes uh, fabulous match both guys when you talk about flip uh it's confidence and it's more reps doing 
what we do and you know having quality opponents and you being one of the best of it, it should be a fabulous match is there a match on the card that you besides your own really want to uh think could be a show stealer or have some other interest in I think there's a great deal of anticipation for the women's world championship match. I think Thunder Rosa at this point has has proven that she has, you know, she, she has earned her reputation as as one of the most compelling characters in all of pro wrestling. And and Allison Kay's done a fabulous job as the the torchbearer for the women's division of the NWA. And and uh, you know, I a lot of what you see right now in the current NWA has been built on the back of myself and AK. So I think that, you know, you've got this irresistible force and immovable object, and that is booking 101, boys. We're here with the national treasurer, Nick Aldis. Again, hard times available on Fight TV. Really looking forward to watching that on Fight, as I do with all the NWA pay-per-views, and that's tonight, the main event, Nick Aldis against Flip Gordon. And you mentioned that Flip Gordon... Uh, completely different attitude change. He's a part of Villain Enterprises. And, you know, before we even get into what could take place tonight, let's look back at what took place this past Tuesday, a 90-minute episode of NWA Power. You're in the ring with one of the legends in Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton, that doesn't show any sign of age at the age of 63. Talk about that matchup that we just saw this past Tuesday. Oh, well, look. For, you know, I made an, an Instagram post about this and, and a social media post. Um, and and, and uh, while I'm certainly not in the market to insult anyone's intelligence, I wanted to put bravado aside for a minute and basically explain the significance of that match to me. And, uh, you know, I liken it to, um, you know, an actor who might say, OK, my movie philosophy is one for them and one for me. Well, this one was for me. You know, um, th- th- there are obviously always going to be Differing opinions on, uh, you know, who deserves a world championship match and, and um, <clears throat> you know, and the, and the logic behind it and all those different things. But <clears throat> ultimately, we, you know, we, we get presented every now and then in this business with unique opportunities to do something that, you know, we thought was, you know, was, was previously impossible. And for me to, to have a one-on-one with one of the greatest of all time, I mean, that's like, like I said in my post, it's it's like a musician getting to play with Bob Dylan, you know, or it's like a, a golfer getting the opportunity to play 18 holes with Arnold Palmer. You know, I was just like, I want Ricky Morton. Give me Ricky Morton, you know, and that was, I was, I was very proud of the match. I was very, um, you know, just, just, just really pleased that, that it was so well received and that, uh, you know, but he's such a pro, you know, it's like that there is what, what I've tried to achieve as the world's champion is to be able to be the constant, right? Like I want to be able to, to for people to look back at, at my various championship defenses and be like, there's a range of opponents here. He doesn't need to have a certain guy in that he can he can wrestle anyone and make it the, the true main event. I mean, when you the, the, if you survey our fans, I would I would bet that for the most part they're going to say that their favorite championship defenses of mine are going to be Cody, Marty, and Tim Storm. You know, and you're talking about three completely different styles, completely different ages, you know, backgrounds, everything. And the one constant is me, and I take great pride in that. And the same goes for the match with Ricky. I remember Ricky's feud with Ricky with Ric Flair for the end, for the title, and it was off the charts where you really saw Ricky Morton become a singles star and, and the greatness of Ricky Morton. And, yeah, man, and I always say this, this is the only – sport where we can wrestle and work with our idols um you know Derek Jeter can't uh play baseball anymore against a current star but in our in our generation in our wrestling we can do that and that match was you know when you you have matches like that that's sick and and we were just talking about that before where you can say wow I I had a great match with Ricky Morton like you know how how awesome does that feel because when you're a fan it's different than when you enter that as opposed to, you know, uh, other things where you're just like, yeah, I had an okay match with this person, but then you oh, tear it up oh, with Ricky. 100%. 100%. And, and you know, uh, we, you, in your in your career, you, you, you have all these these ideas of what you think you might want to achieve and what you might be able to do. And, you know, and then you have this other, or at least I do, uh, I don't know if you're the same, but you have this other box in your mind of like, 
well, that, you know, that's a what if, you know what I mean? Like that's a, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to hold on to it too hard because you, you know, because the chances are it's not likely to happen, but you think, God, if that opportunity ever comes up. And for me, you know, Ricky Morton was one of those. Sting was one of those, you know, and I've, I've been, I've been very blessed in my career to get to, to share the ring with some, you know, some, some of my true idols and, and true greats of our industry Despite the fact that, you know, obviously it's no secret that at other times in my career I've sort of suffered some setbacks and some disappointments with, you know, with not, not going to WWE and different things like that. And it's like I've been able to, you know, everything has has fed this point. You know what I mean? Everything has has come together and I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And you know, for yourself, that guy, you're you're more than just a champion of the NWA. You're an ambassador for the NWA. You're the face of the NWA right now. And I know you want this to succeed more than anybody else. And when I look at the matches that are going to take place tonight at Hard Times Pay Per View, available on Fight TV, I look at it. You have to be not only proud but impressed by the roster that is now a part of this brand. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, you know, again, not trying to, uh, you know, pull the wool over anyone's eyes. You know, it's no secret that I, I've been heavily involved in, in the process, you know, with, with this thing. I, I hold this I hold this place very dear to my heart. You know, it's like, it, it, as, but at the same time, you know, we, we, we maintain some separation of church and state, you know, for and, and that's healthy. But obviously, in the overall sort of philosophical direction of the company, you know, I have a great deal of influence and it's it's really gratifying to me to see certain guys that I really sort of went out on a limb for, like Ricky Starks, you know, just blossoming into these, you know, elite level performers. And tonight's a big chance, Trevor Murdoch, you know, just like just these guys who, who in the back of my mind, you know, we thought there's more there. There's something, you know, God, if we could just get something out, if we could just do this, just do that. And we've been able to do it, and and that's a testament to every single person who's who's contributed to this to this brand and this company, and to our fans who have, from day one, just been the twelfth man, or from day one of power. You know, like they just kind of they just had this this mentality where they when they, it's like they arrived in Atlanta, and they said, we're going to be the right type of fans. We're going to we're going to be part of this in the absolute best way possible. And they have, and it's like, you can't, I was, I did Vicky Guerrero's podcast the other day and it was, it was great. And, and she's such a, you know, she's such a sweetheart and we have such a good conversation about it. But I said, you know, you can't, you can have a big elaborate multi-million dollar sets. You can have these big self-indulgent entrances with, you know, the, the different special effects and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you can't fake a connection with the audience, you know, when 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 I walk out on the on the set of power, and like we can't even start speaking for a minute and a half because those people are just rabid and just get, giving me everything they've got. Like that's great TV, right? Like and and you can't fake that. And when you're watching that, it does something to you as a viewer. You go, "Cool, this is something special." And and that's that's what we have, and that's what we're going to fight really hard to protect and preserve. Is there any way that, uh, you know, you and I are friends, I'm friends with uh, Billy, is there any way that you can hand Scott Steiner a live microphone? Uh, on, uh, <laughs> maybe have him do some oh, Steiner man. math part two? Let, 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 me, let, me, let me just say this. I have been privy to a concept uh, that, that involving, involving our good friend Scotty um, that I think is going to satisfy your needs. Nice. Watch this space. I love Scott Steiner. Oh man, isn't he the best? Uh, you know, uh, like I said in this, I said in the in the promo. You know, like that's that's another thing about our our show is that you know we we like like we've talked about you know from the and and again you guys you know I know that I you know I, I give you guys I give you guys crap and but we we know deep down that like the, the busted open NWA relationship is real and and you know you guys from from day one have have really gone out of your way to to boost our credibility and our visibility in the, in the marketplace. And we appreciate that. But, you know, we've talked about it from the beginning, like authenticity, you know, we, we, we don't, we, we obviously, yeah, it's pro wrestling, right? Like everything's going to be embellished and over the top and, and, and outrageous. But if, you know, there has to be kernels of truth. And so like for the, the, the Scott Steiner promo, for example, 
when I teed him up, you know, he, he didn't know what I was going to say, but I was telling the truth. You know, when I first came to this country, like I was warned about Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner and, oh, you got to watch out for these guys, you know, because of WCW and blah, blah, blah. And it is a false narrative. You know, right. like th- those guys went, those guys went out of their way to nurture me and help me, you know, like Kev took me aside like from the beginning and was just like, Hey, listen, you shouldn't have sold that for a guy. You should have gobbled him up. You know, like, he's just like, like, this is business. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty and, good. And like, <laughs> and, and like, and I just went like, wow, okay. You know, and just like, here's what time it is, you know? And I, and I got and, and Steiner, same thing. Like he's, he, you know, he's unapproachable. If, if you're, if you're a dork, <laughs> and if you're like, if you're, you know, but if you, but if you get it and, and, you carry yourself well. He's going to be like, yeah, cool. Let's do something. And he's and he's gone out of his way to help me ever since. And and he's a he's a great performer in his own right. And it's like what we've been able to do with the with the NWA power set and that you know that that podium is one of the most valuable tools to any performer in our business right now because it's one of the only places where you can go and showcase who you are as a as a commodity to the world with no filter whatsoever. And Scott Steiner's living proof. I'm living proof. You know, Ricky Starks, Trevor Murdoch, Thunder Rosa, all these guys, living proof. Tim Storm, a guy no one had heard of two years ago, living proof, the hottest baby face in the NWA right now. And it's even some of the talent that, like, is really starting to get known now that, like, we've talked about here on this show, Tommy, like, like Atasha Steeles, who, like, never really got the opportunity, and nobody knows her name, now getting that opportunity, and she's getting valuable FaceTime in the ring, and, like... Like Nick just said, that podium means everything. You know, it's the podium when you were watching World Championship Wrestling and Georgia Championship Wrestling, you know, with Gordon Soley holding that microphone where Ric Flair would hold court every single Saturday. You're seeing that now every Tuesday at 6.05. Absolutely. You have, uh, and I always say this, any championship team in any sport has their mix of veterans guys in their prime and rookies or up-and-comers that are going to help carry a team Mm. and that's what nwa power and tonight's show is all about and nick like you mentioned about like our relationship here with busted open and the nwa i'll admit like those three letters mean the world to me as a as a old school pro wrestling fan and that carries you to the first or maybe second show but I think what you guys have been able to accomplish since then is that you've hooked people in. And I have my clique of friends that we text back and forth every Tuesday at 6.05. You know, uh, Jonathan Hood, who's a host in Chicago for ESPN. Snake Sabo, who's the guitar player for Skid Row. Every single Tuesday, we're texting back and forth with each other about you and about Trevor Murdoch and, of course, about the question mark. The nostalgia only takes oh, you God. so far. You've been able to take it the rest of the way. And I, he- I heard you say, oh, my God, under your breath. I mean, did you ever see the question mark coming? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I did not. And, uh, you know, what, what a what a phenom that, that, that whole thing has become, you know, just uh, – and, again, just is a testament to our fans, you know, like they they, they – they wanted to embrace and latch on to to unique characters that 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 they felt were theirs and theirs alone. And that's, you know, again, it's like when you know sometimes there's the occasional eye roll for a, a return of a, of a Scott Steiner or people like that. But it's like it's just business, right? It's, it's like hopefully if some new viewers they come for Scott Steiner. And they stay for the rest, you know, like when they see the rest of that show, we've, we've really worked hard, all of us, to make sure that there's no filler on our show ever. You know, like there's no segment that we think, oh, we'll pad this out a bit and we'll, we'll get through it. No, like guys have got to fight to get their spot on our show because it's a murderer's row, when it comes, especially when it comes to verbal skills. I mean, golly, myself, Tim Storm, Eli Drake, James Storm, Aaron Stevens, you know what I mean? You're talking about any 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 one of those guys can carry a 5, 10, 15-minute segment verbally. And it's like, so all these new guys that are coming in and these new characters that are being developed, they, they have to, they got to step up. You know, like they got to know what time it is because they, they, they're going to go, okay, you're going to get one at bat. And if you, if you if you don't hit at least a double, like it might be a while before you get another one. You know, and that's that's the energy that we have on our show, man. It's like this... It's this real thing of like, okay, can you top this, but not in a 
not in a selfish way, in, 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 the, in the most productive way. That was what we had in ECW. It was more top this as a team as opposed to top this right. trying to slit the other guy's throat. Right, right, absolutely. Not not like, oh, I'm going to, you know, disrespect, like, the main event. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do it. No, it's, it's like, no, everyone's going to go and do play their part on the show, but to the absolute best of their ability and try to steal the, steal the scene for themselves. And that's absolutely, like, the energy that we encourage. And it's like, that's where, you know, it's just uh, every time I love when new talents show up because, again, uh, unlike a lot of other places where everyone suddenly hunkers down and gets all protective, like, I love when new talents come in because I love watching them see, like, oh, my God, this energy is unreal. Like, the first time they walk out, I love being there when they come back because then they come back, you see them just going, like, wow, you know, like... (laughs) unbelievable like it is and it's you, like we we've got we've got something really magic there at gpb since it is uh old school nwa does question mark shower with his mask on brother i've never seen him without his mask so i can only assume that that's the case and i would like to go on record because a lot of people have said it i am not the question mark and i don't want like when people send me similar body type photos <laughs> just letting you know <laughs> You're not you're not the Mongrovian karate man? <laughs> that is uh that is my spoiler. That is not me under the mask. Also great seeing Melina back and being a part of the NWA as well, Nick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She's um you know, she she's someone who I felt had a lot of gas in the tank, you know, and, and um you know, as a you again, she has qualities that you can't teach in people you know just this this ability to with her facials and and her mannerisms and her energy to to be able to really you know create compelling scenes and that's 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 what we're all about and and the, honestly the the, the the she the sky's the limit with her and like we haven't even scratched the surface of what she can accomplish here in the nwa because she's still figuring out that like oh i can be myself you know i can be 100 percent authentic here like there's still a little bit of hesitation i see in her where she's she's still sort of in that in that kind of in that kind of wwe mentality of of uh trying to stay within parameters and we're going no man like let the horse out the barn like go for it you know and 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 it's coming and and you see that in a lot of guys and you know when when you get that when you get that freedom with direction like sky's the limit um, into the fire, the last pay-per-view, you had that holy shit moment at the end when Marty Skrull came out. Uh, obviously, you have that personal relationship with Marty Skrull, and it, it's, I think, great that you guys now have that relationship with Ring of Honor. And uh, what's the future with Marty Skrull and the NWA? Well, you talk about the relationship with Ring of Honor. I think the dynamic has shifted. You know, I think that the... the the, the major difference now is that, you know, a lot of people would argue that Ring of Honor kind of need us. Mm. You know, we're 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 the we're we're the hot ticket. You know, we're the we're the ones with the energy. We're the we're the ones with the buzz. And you know, as as Tommy will tell you, anyone who's been in the business for for more than a few years will tell you, like, buzz is the most difficult currency. <laughs> you know, to trade, and it's like because like once you have it, you you have to hold on to it as long as you can, and you know, Ring of Honor had a had a tumultuous year, but as far as Marty goes, like, like basically what you're witnessing now, I, I believe by the end of this year you're going to look back at the, all the things that we're setting in motion now and go, that really fundamentally changed the industry because we're gonna we're gonna kick down these supposed barriers between promotions and you know ultimately. We're putting the fans first. I know it's like a silly, like cliche thing to say and be like, oh, but look, I'm business. Yeah. So is Marty. I mean, big money Marty. <laughs> I mean, talk about like, you know, he, this, this, this guy's all business and I'm, and I'm proud of him. You know, it's just, he's just trying to muscle in on my turf right now. And, but, but hey, it's going to bring out the best in me. I'm all for it. But the reality is, is that we're, we're going to show people like, hey, yeah, that, you know, it would be great if, all of your, all of the best wrestlers in the world, and all of the best talents could all be under the same umbrella and all be in the same. Way. But, but you can't. The economics don't work. And, and at the end of the day, that's not going to. It's not going to provide you with what you want because you're always going to be disappointed with how some of them are being presented. So, the best guys have to go and lead the charge 
in their own little fiefdoms. And that's what we've got now. Marty at Ring of Honor, myself at the NWA. You know, you've got the guys like Jay White and people like the, the top guys in New Japan. And you're going to have this situation where over time people are going to go, man, I want to see Nicholas versus Okada. You know, I want to see Marty Scott versus this guy. Like, I want to see PCO versus Trevor Murdoch. I want to see, you know, and, and it's like, the, and once they realize that the only thing preventing that from happening is the actual companies themselves, once we prove that it can be done, like the demand will be there and the audience will say, okay, give us what we want. And, and it will force everyone else to come to the table and do the same thing. Well, Nick, thank you so much for the time. I mean, we're only seven hours and 34 minutes away from NWA Hard Times. You can see the pay-per-view. For only, <laughs> for only $19.99, go to fight.tv for all the information. Of course, the main event, your national treasure, the real world champion, Nick Aldis, going up against Villain Enterprises, Flip Gordon. Nick, thank you so much for the time. And you'll be serving Thank you, gentlemen. Hard times tonight, live on fight.tv. Check it out. It's a hell of a card. And, of course, headlined by the one constant in professional wrestling, the crown jewel, the real world champion. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.